If you thought Pixar digged at your emotional heartstrings, you haven't heard anything. We're talking the land before time on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and give cryptic directions. Now, this is exciting. We just came off of a, a stupid theme month, and now we're going into a more subtle theme month. So it is June, which means that it is Pride Month. So this month, uh, we're going to be having some queer friends on. So today, uh, to kick things off, uh, my first guest, or only guest for today, uh, <laughs> she is a part of the improv team's uh, low-hanging fruit as well as Daddy Issues. Daddy Issues, yeah. And she does other stuff around town. She has more tattoos than me, so that means she's cooler than me. False. It's Katie Marie. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we're kicking things off today by talking uh, The Land Before Time, like the OG movie from 1980 something 88 88 good year i was still sperm i was uh about a year post sperm oh so. cool yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh talk a little bit about why uh you chose this movie what does it mean to you so when i was a kid um i went to i used to go to a babysitter after school because both my parents worked um it was my godmother and she had this on vhs so i watched a I watched it like constantly I was between this and the original uh Willy Wonka okay um back and forth and so this is the one that I watched a lot and honestly a lot of um it's made by Don Bluth who I don't know I'm sure you've probably maybe done a one or two Don yeah, Bluth we, films we did uh All Dogs Go to Heaven a little while oh ago God. um but Don Bluth is like so he's like a former Disney animator that was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then went and made his own stuff. And then for like his first like two or three films, paired up with Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And like that was uh, Feifel, uh, uh, An American, American Tale, Tale the first I one. I just realized we also re- reviewed on here. Great one. Um, and then for just the first and only the first, uh, Land Before Time. And so, like, that was, like, that was actually a Spielberg-Lucas movie, too. Yeah, that's right. Which is wild. Um, and it honestly, like, I just, I watched it a lot. I just remember even as a kid, like, getting super emotional when the, when Littlefoot's mom died. And, like, I remember um, the song from, I don't remember the, t- the title, but I remember, like, humming along with it. And it's just like the... the Are you talking of, of If We Hold On Together by Diana Ross? By Diana fucking Ross. Like, you wouldn't think, but this is actually a really, like, all-star, um, like, not even, not not the perform, not the, the, the voice actress, but like an all-star, like, surrounding supporting thing, meaning like Lucas Bluth, Diana Ross. Like, for me, it yeah. comes down to like... Holy shit! Like this was uh, this was honestly a heavy hitter, especially because it was going up against Disney during like the Disney Renaissance period. Oh yeah, which was like wild. Like it was going up against like The Little Mermaid and like um, Rescuers Down Under and like all these. Yeah, well, this this opened, I believe, the same weekend as Oliver and Company. Oh my god, which I have not seen. You've never seen? uh, You know what? It's the the soundtrack for Oliver and Company is oh yeah that's the one with um yeah. Billy Joel yeah um, okay the title track oh god it's like what should I worry it's honestly such a really like the soundtrack from that whole movie is really good solely because it's Billy fucking Joel um 
But yeah, like that movie was just like limb before time. I watched it constantly. Um, and like, I remember <laughs> I, when I was younger at this, like, cause it came in at 88. So I was only one. And then when I, it really started like hitting for me, I had to be like three, four five. I would actually go outside and eat leaves. What? I'm not making this up. I like, I would go outside. I was like, no, no, I can eat leaves. They're just like tree stars that Littlefoot <laughs> eats. So I would go out and I'd eat, like I'd eat leaves. My mom would be like, yeah, that's just my, like in between smoking stage, but yeah, that's just my kid eating leaves outside. <laughs> What's the problem here? I, I'm trying to think, I don't, cause I, I was definitely, I can definitely relate to that. Cause when I was a kid, I would do that thing where I would see a movie and right afterwards in my head, I was like, what if I was in the movie? Yeah. Like I have this super fucking vivid memory, uh, of leaving the, the Lindsay Lohan version of Freaky Friday in theaters Beautiful and thinking, what if my dad and I switched bodies? And then I said to my family, like, oh, no, I'm going to be late to trial because my dad was a lawyer at the mm-hmm. time. Whole family laughed and had a great time. Oh, we we're no. like, oh, Ross, you Incorrigible. idiot. I also had like a weird memory associated with that memory where like I remember in my child he- head, I had like long hair, like long flowy hair. And I think that was partially... Because we saw Lindsay Lohan. Did but you also... have? Wait, wait. Did you have no. long? Okay. <laughs> okay. So I, I think I've, I, I know that Great. I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I keep bringing it up because it's important. When I was a kid, I loved uh, Third Rock from the Sun and Joseph oh, Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That hair. I wanted that hair. Oh man. And my mom said no. What? But also, my hair doesn't would, grow. I was gonna say, way. would like, your hair grow? Like your hair looks really coarse as far as like it not it grows out, not yes. like down. Well, that's the big problem. Like Great. I'm sure. If I, I'm, I'd be curious not to cut my hair for like three, four months and see what happens. But like, yeah, I need it won't to get long. Presentable. It won't get like super, it'll, it'll get shaggy, but it's still going to, you're going to get like more height than you are like length. Yeah. Like it, I can't escape my, my Jewish, uh, Oh, <laughs> you're Jewish. What? I can't, yeah. <laughs> no one has ever gasped when what? I gave that answer. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so land before time, um, super, super quick, super sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I was watching this uh i watched it last night mm-hmm. and i was like this is really depressing so to cheer myself up i watched all of dead to me oh good absolutely yeah i've watched like the first like two episodes and i genuinely really like it so do i but yeah this uh, one... it's a wild ride but more uplifting and fun than land before time is like, that punky brewster in that like uh, it's christina applicate is the other one punky brewster no it's um Linda, whatever. She, I always th- only think of her as Velma from the live action. That's Scooby-Doo. who that is. That's right. And I feel so bad because she has done so much great stuff, but I'm still like, That's she did a good She was in Grandma's Boy. That's the other one I know. Oh, from. no. Yeah. Isn't she also in Talladega? She's in one of the Apatow movies. Oh, she's she's the wife in Daddy's Home. Oh, I don't know what that is. God, I hate that I had. What is Daddy's Home? that one home? with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell where they're oh. like competing stepdads. I w- if I could pick two competing stepdads, it would be those two. Yeah, and I would go with Will Ferrell because, like, I feel like Mark Wahlberg would be a mean stepdad. I'd go with Wahlberg solely because I get the Wahlberger fortune. Oh, and okay. also burgers. I'd, uh, yeah, I respect that. Also, like, I can only imagine just like a standard conversation with like Mark Wahlberg, like, "Oh, how was school today?" Like, very. Hey, you did well in your math test. I was, hey. I was no good at math, but look at me now. I'm a movie star. Listen to your mother. <laughs> I could have stopped 9-11. It's me, Mark Wahlberg, your, ste- <laughs> your stepdad. <laughs> um, uh, the, 
like I, I was I was definitely excited though to watch this because mm-hmm. uh, we were saying right before I, I had never seen the land before time. It was always one of those movies that I knew existed, but, and I probably might have seen snippets of it over the years, but yeah. I never sat down to watch it. And I was excited to watch it, but I was also excited because it is barely an hour. Oh, like, it is sixty nine cr- minutes to a teen. Nice, nice. Uh, the, <laughs> but the credits also take up a huge portion of it because yeah. animated movies have such so, long credits. Um, well, did you know that they cut 10 minutes out of the movie? What happened in that 10 minutes? So it was, there was just a lot more scary and sad stuff. And, uh, so Don Bluth and Steven Spielberg, they were like, we don't want to be responsible for a bunch of kids crying and parents getting mad at us. It already happened. I cried. Like I, I think it was gone up, but then when Littlefoot's mom died, I definitely teared up, but it didn't work. But, uh, before they made these cuts, the movie was PG and then they cut it down to make it G. Oh, wow. So um, I'm trying to look. I think I had some notes on what happened. Um, So in the original version, um, Littlefoot was going to find the Great Valley and he goes alone. But then he realizes that like his friends are going to be lost and they won't make it without him. So he goes back and then more scary stuff with the T-Rex happens. They straight up murder that T Rex. They do. The quote exactly is it's something along you know, it's like, let's let's end this sharp tooth once and for all. They're children plotting murder. Mm-hmm. Like that was I there's there's just so many little things in this movie where I'm just like, oh no, they're straight they're like, Well, he can't swim, he's got scrawny arms, let's drown him. They also uh very unsubtle metaphor for racism. Oh, there is so much like I, like I don't it's, it starts off with um a uh, three horn, three horns. Uh, dad being like, he's a long. We don't hang out with long. And then straight up, and then Sarah at some point even says, "Well, then your mother was a stupid uh, long neck too, or something along the lines of like long necks have small brains." And I'm like, this, something where I'm like, this oh, is borderline God. eugenics that they're talking about, like sticking with their own kind. <laughs> don't yeah, guys. If you learn anything from kid flicks, know that uh, uh, that's bad. Thanks, Don Bluth. Oh, wait. Also, uh, so quick update. So right before we started, um, I found somebody on Grindr that said uh, their headline just said free haiku. So I asked and they just responded. Uh, so this is a a Grindr haiku for you. Also, I'm, I'm single now. Uh, so ignore the episode of Bolt where I said a couple of episodes ago where I said I was in a relationship. That's over. Grindr haiku is my new band name. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But well, here, maybe this could be your hit new single. Oh, I'm ready. Clouds on the skyline, here for the day, light and night, clear baby blue today. Clear baby blue today. That, that's not a haiku. Yeah, that's not. Also, I'll just respond snaps. No, just respond, that's not a haiku. Hold them accountable. Yeah, I, uh, I don't want to talk to him anymore. Unmatch them. I don't know how a grinder works. Do you unmatch them? Uh, yeah, you just kind of block them or you just ghost them. I love that. So it's just, yeah, so it basically is just like Tinder then. Yeah. Right. I'm also talking uh, to somebody that wants me to be a sugar baby. Do it. Uh, I'm very, he's asking me about uh, uh, my credit cards. Oh. Um, I'm not giving specific information. Listen, if you can, I don't know how I'll supplement this, but you can also get him to supplement me somehow. Yeah, sure. Like, I will, I'll be your security like, Thank you. I, my dream is to be a fin dom, so but like <laughs> a fin dom that just doesn't have sex with anyone that basically just like put money in my account. That's my that's my dream job. That's why I went to college. Um, but I'm 
So I'm glad love's going well for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just asking. Oh, my gosh. What does he do for a living that uh, he can fiscally support you? That's a good question. I'm ex- going to ask him right now. And your expensive habits. Let him know that, like, when it comes down to it, if you decide to be a sugar baby. I don't think I will. Oh, well. I, I'll say that on the record. Like, I mean. Because I read an article right before you came here about sugar babies. And, like, you know, you, you can set limits. So you at least consider it is what I'm hearing. <laughs> well, like, I, I, I'm unemployed for the next two weeks before my new job starts. Okay. And, like, you know, if if it's not really a sexual thing and it's just kind of like company, like I can do that. How old is he? Uh, 40 something. Yeah. It's not company. If it were like an elderly man, it'd be company, but at 40, no one's like, I'm going to pay you for company. Yeah. On grinder. <laughs> okay. He deals jewelry. He deals in jewelry. Get me some jewelry. Okay. I'll do it. Well, you just got you just got engaged, so I'll you need go. to. I did. You need to get some of that uh, that My nice own, bling bling. I do. I did just get engaged. Congratulations! My, thank and you. You're spending it with me. Wow. <laughs> um, um. Yeah. So uh, uh, I'm I'm trying to like recap of what happens, but it's really not much happens. It's Littlefoot's mom dies. He has to go back to Gray Valley because they got lost. Yeah, well, no, there, um, there was, they, so essentially what it was is, like, and I did, like, little bits of research, being like, well, because uh, I don't know how, like, accurate this quest for food was, but, I mean, and no one does, because it's, no one knows of the dinosaurs, and yada, 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 um, but, like, apparently there was, like, almost, there was, like, this migration as, like, food started dying out for, like, animals and dinosaurs to head to this one particular place uh, that had it, and... I don't know exactly where it would be, but, like, it's... For me, like, I just think it's so weird wherever it is. It's, like, they're also in this world where it's just, like, oh, we're all... One, constant earthquakes. Two, a lot of magma. Like, we can walk on rocks in the middle of, like, hot molten uh, magma, and we're fine. Well, yeah, I mean, dinosaurs are cool Yeah, they Yeah, they can... And also, like, defy the laws of science. Mm -hmm. So, that's... Obviously, you can walk on rocks in lava. who, Who among us? Um... But yeah, it was very much, and like my favorite part at the end is it goes, they grew up together, generation upon generation. And I'm just like, somebody needs to tell this narrator that's not how the dinosaurs worked. There weren't very, there weren't, I mean, there was definitely like hundreds of years they were around, but like, they yeah. died. Well, I, I so I, have you seen any of the other Land Before Time movies? I saw the second one years and years, and like probably right around the time it came out. And then after, there's 13 yes. movies, there's 13 of them. So apparently, so I I did not watch any of these obviously, but I, I you know I was curious like what are these other movies even about? Sure. And so some of the things that they say happens is that after they find the Great Valley, they raise a carnivorous baby who they name Chomper. Yeah, they find a T Rat baby T Rat. Oh, is that the second That's the one? The second one. That's the one uh, I remember. They survive a drought, a cold snap, mm-hmm. witness a solar eclipse, and encounter aliens. Wow. They really yeah. That sounds the about right. Yeah, that, I mean, what was was that the thirteenth one? Like they were I, just like, fuck it, maybe aliens. Yeah, that one works. They they must have just run out of stuff. Imagine, so fast. imagine the coke they were doing in that in that room. Like, what if dinosaurs? But also, what if aliens? Like, I couldn't even tell. None of these uh, titles give any clue. There's oh, no you know context. what? What? 
It's probably the one called the Great Day of the Flyers. Nope, there's... That's Petrie. Petrie's uh, a flyer. That's the kind of dinosaur he is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. More um, commonly known as a pterodactyl. So which one is the one with... Uh, aliens. Aliens. This is... Like, none of these sound like aliens at all. Like, Journey Through the Mists, The Mysterious Island, The Stone of Cold Fire, Journey of the Brave. There's also an animated series that I'm sure was whatever. I'm um, sure it was great. I wonder yeah. what channel that was on. It was on Cartoon Network. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was going to guess, like, Fox or something. I, I, it's, I wonder how long that, I mean, that couldn't have lasted very long. It lasted one season. Wow. And 26 episodes. Wow, that's, that's even more than I'd imagine. <laughs> um, Just a bunch of adventures of like, oh, we're all little. Yeah. Yeah. Did, and also, the 13 sequels, they're all still children. Yes. They're they just they're, they're they're ageless dinosaurs. Also, did you know that the, the the original one they wanted it to be silent? Yes, I did. I did see. They wanted it to kind of he, uh herald back to the ages of like silent films or something. And yeah. Then, and then they were like, "Oh, no one will watch this." I wouldn't watch it. No. Uh, I barely watch it now. That yeah. I like watching this Watching any kids movie by yourself is weird, but it's definitely weird to watch like this hour long movie pretty loud yeah. in your house. That'd be like me watching Fantasia now, and I don't think that's something I like I'd I'd watch Fantasia. Would you? I'd get high and watch Fantasia, but I'd never like that'd be I, like a I'd group get as activity. sober as possible and watch I would, Fantasia. I would make sure something something tragic in my life happened, then I'd watch Fantasia. Do uh do you have a preference for Fantasia or Fantasia two thousand? What's the difference except for 2000? I think Fantasia 2000, it was like a re-release for the most part, but then they added a couple more, a couple newbies. I'm looking at the Wikipedia now, so I totally know uh, what it is. Uh, eh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but, but I do remember the segment Rhapsody in Blue was my favorite. So that was, that's that... the one where it's like the guy going through um, like, a, uh, like a 1930s style, like New York City and he's like on these different skyscrapers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. And like, like I'm, I mean, that is one of my favorite, uh, like, uh, composed pieces. You know, yeah, like of I, course. It's and I mean, definitely Fantasia two thousand helped with that. And it, I mean, it, like, I, I think the dancing hippos and the um, and the flamingos and the fawns were my favorite part. Yeah, the it's lovely. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, I just like it. It's, it's pretty. It does. It's, it does its job. You guys, tell us what your favorite. What's Fantasia your favorite is. Fantasia? Is. Uh, <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, leave a blue. <laughs> hashtag Fantasia fan. <laughs> fan Fantasia. Fan tell ya. Fan of Fantasia. Fanta Tasia. <laughs> What's your favorite Fanta flavor and Fantasia? And Fantasia. Segment? Segment. Uh, Rhapsody in blue and orange. That's my new. Um, it's my new podcast also. <laughs> It doesn't your last stri- long. Your stripper name is your favorite Fantasia segment and Fanta flavor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dancing Hippo Orange. Or grape. Okay, I respect that. I I've that. never had the grape one. I've had the the rare red one. Actually, I think I've had... It's strawberry, right? Um, I can't remember. I think it's fruit punch, actually. I had it in, like, Israel mm-hmm. for some reason. I was in Israel, you know, because uh, Jews like to send Jews You're to Jewish? <laughs> Someone spit out their coffee. <laughs> what? Um, I came. I came to listen to quality content where they don't mix long necks and Jewish people. And here we are. Uh, oh, let's see which which of the dinosaur slurs 
uh, would be the closest to a Jew. Maybe Sharp Tooth. You think? Oh, oh yeah. No. Oh, wait, no. Three Horn. Yeah, obviously. 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 Swimmer, Flyer, Tree Horn, Spike. Tail. Sp- what was it? Sp- what was Spike? Was it was a Spike Head? Or? Spike Tails. Spike Tail. Spike Tails. Ooh. <laughs> There's also Dome Heads. I feel like that's like Catholic. I don't oh, know absolutely. They're the ones with the little flatheads that were trying to charge at Sarah at one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or as they're... Uh, no, oh, God, I cannot pronounce this. Uh, Cephalosaurus. Oh, were, yes. were you a Were you a dinosaur kid? I wasn't. Um, I... And, like, now, looking back, like, I, f- I feel like I should have had a dinosaur phase. But also, like, and this is totally subscribing to gender roles, but, like, I... Like, I like girl stuff, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked princesses and ponies and and everything along those lines and like they're only i only really like enjoyed wrestling and teenage mutant ninja turtles and the real uh advent the real adventures and ghostbusting or the ghostbusters cartoon oh no the real ghostbusters that was it yeah those are the things that i liked and i only liked because my brother liked them and aside from that like he never had a dinosaur phase either um I, just, I don't at least i don't think he did yeah we kind of skipped over dinosaurs yeah like i i remember um, really liking the movie Jurassic Park, but that mm-hmm. was really is I didn't I have not even seen any of the sequels to yeah. this day. Like, um, I yeah I I mean I didn't really like the traditional boy stuff. Like, I had you know what the closest thing I had to like traditional boy stuff was I I really liked um uh like this big train set that I had with like the mm. puzzle piece uh tracks. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, those yeah. are great. Um, I would have them today. Uh. You should get them. This would look, I, that would look great here. I do over... My room isn't cluttered enough. Just imagine bringing home your sugar daddy and be like, oh yeah, this is where I keep my trains. I wonder if that's a thing with sugar daddies that they like, uh, they're, they like want to infantilize you a little bit more. We'll find... Well, no, now's the time to both, one, get your train needs met, and two, he'll get his train needs <laughs> met. Oh, God. Uh, luckily, my no. family does not listen to this podcast. Um... <laughs> <laughs> let's see sugar daddy that's probably uh that's a that's a that's a big mouth am i right <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh god i'm oh, sorry okay. i'm sorry people that have like a love for this um <laughs> we're ruining it for you yeah but you know what that's what this whole podcast is we ruin things we're like adam conover here we uh, are jesus christ um what is wrong with us um I am um, looking to see like what notes I put down well, here. It, the one thing is interesting because I've never seen uh, the sequel, so you might be able to talk about this based on just seeing number two. Sure. But so uh, this is the only one to have an affiliation with Bluth, with mm-hmm. Don Bluth and his animation studio. Um, every other one has like musical numbers. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like, can, what? I mean, do it's... you remember the tone shift between this and the second? If you don't, that's fine. I mean, this one, like, just visually, because Don Blue, like, like even looking at, like, the stuff, like, Anastasia and things that he has involvements in, and, like, Thumbelina and things like that, like, the use of light, like, it, like I, don't know if, I don't know if you saw at the end, like, when the mom cloud put the sun onto the rocks and it's exposed lovely. the whole Great Valley, like, there, like, I think that during, like, the, as it's called the Disney Renaissance period, like, a lot of, um, like, at least Blue's company was still like using a lot of that like really lovely light and color. And I just, I don't think, I think it was the next one. I don't remember seeing as much of that. I think it was more cartoony for lack of a better term. 
Yeah, um, I like. I mean, I think I I can imagine just from like promotional materials and always the previews on different video cassettes. Yeah, it's coming soon to Disney DVD. Um, but yeah, I I remember it having like this bouncy feel. It almost it almost I I think of like Dragon Tales if you yeah ever yeah watch that absolutely like they it's almost like the dinosaur like. I don't know, when, when Littlefoot's first born, you have like, this little like, chubby little like baby blushing, oh which lizards God. blush. Favorite part of the movie was baby Littlefoot. Him yawning? I used to try to replicate that little yawn when oh. I was younger. I, I wrote in my notes like, oh, this yawning is cute. I hope nothing bad ever happens to... Uh... <laughs> to his mom. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, there's just like... And even like, I, I, there's a couple movies like that Booth had his hand in where he like puts these like... There's all these like frogs that have these like bulging throats and like faces in it. And he uses them a lot. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of that in a lot of his films. And like, like a lot of grotesqueness. Yeah. And uh, like not apologizing. Kind of like the darker um, Jim Henson stuff where it's yeah. just kind of like, oh, the, the, we're not going to soften it up. No, not at all. And just like, and so like it, it's, I don't think you get nearly as much of that in at least, I've only, I only saw the second one. And I'm telling you, I had to have seen it. I think it came out in like ninety four, ninety five. Mm-hmm. I had to have seen it in, yeah. <laughs> I'd have seen it in and around that time period. Yeah. So it wasn't anything like too wild, um, but it was. It's just. It just you, you see like there's these. You can clearly tell when it stops being a Spielberg Lucas Bluth joint. Oh yeah. Because. Like, that's when big money pulls out, and it's like, well, we don't really need to have as nearly as much production value. If there is, you can say production value within a, a cartoon, but like, I genuinely see these like, like it, it. This is just more art than it is like a cartoon for kids. Oh you yeah, know? like I mean, uh, uh, Spielberg and Bluth decided to not do the silent movie route because they were like, okay, we have to have this semi appealable to kids. But I mm-hmm. think Spielberg. Um, he's always been about telling these deeper ideas and I'm sure Don Bluth and you hear about a lot of ex Disney employees that they really go in different directions just because the Disney is very much like, okay, like we have a certain thing where we, you know, are going to be kind of nice and bright. And I think like Pixar changed that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got, I've cried in more Pixar films than I care to admit. Yeah. Uh, I actually haven't cried at a lot of, like they still get to me, but um, only recently have I started like actually tearing up at movies. I, I mean, I, I used to be like, no, it's not that sad. I gen- there are movies that I genuinely sob at. And like Coco, I'm pretty sure I cried. During. I didn't cry at Coco. I did cry. I cried my eyes out and up. Oh. And I know I'm, I'm my, I'm eventually planning a very big piece. That's going to be an up tattoo of the house with the. Oh, that's balloons. nice. I, I, I genuinely love that movie. Um, but yeah, that like in Toy Story three, I cried too when when they're all holding hands. Oh yeah, and they're all gonna die. Which God? And even at the end, where it's just like Andy's letting go and going off to college. It's there's very much some like it's very I don't know it's it's they I think they're more like heartstrings and gut wrenching as opposed to like there's like in the like I look at Anastasia and like there there's genuine like. Um, and there's like skeletons and like claws and like fire and brimstone and the same thing in this movie like you've got you see like these terrible teeth of this uh sharp tooth and like even just seeing the way like petrie's like when they're trying to get out of the tar petrie's like 
feet digging into Spike's nostrils. And like at one point, Petrie flies right to Sharptooth's eye. Just these like little, like, honestly, like, and again, they straight up say, hey, we're going to murder this Sharptooth. We're going to, we're going, yeah. like, we're going to commit murder. And also there's, it's very hard for them because a lot of times in movies like this where it's like a bunch of kids or a bunch of young people like overpowering a big enemy it's like it's not that it's easy but you know they use their wits and they're easily able to outsmart but like this this giant dinosaur is not messing around like he is gonna kill them and he's not like like there's some cute element to all the other dinosaurs because they can talk and they have like rosy cheeks and these cute and like even Ducky's little yep 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 and PG's speech impediment the sharp tooth doesn't talk no at all like it's uh, of the dinosaurs it, like I don't know if any of the carnivorous dinosaurs talk which I don't know if that like I maybe that's a choice like the the the, the bone the, the the head crushing ones don't say anything yeah maybe it's because it's like they because they're searching for meat it's mm-hmm. like it, it yeah, it's kind of like the hunter versus gatherer thing. Like yeah. the gatherers are a little bit softer and more kinder. socialized. Exactly. Yeah. And in the second one, I know that the the dinosaurs talk. Uh, I don't know if the sharp teeth talk because they uh, the the second one. There's this little they they find a baby egg and it's a baby sharp tooth that they call Chomper. Chomper doesn't speak, but they have like these other little like side villainous characters that are carnivorous because they eat eggs. Uh, they were tried to eat Chomper. They have um. Like they can talk, so I don't like that. Definitely changed in the second movie, because um, yeah. I guess you know they made it lighter altogether. So they were like, okay, even if they're mean people, they'll talk so yeah. that it's not as menacing and terrifying. Exactly. Um, um, also, like, uh, sorry. Let's no, get back to uh, to Ducky real quick. Yes. Wow. Do you know that story? I do. So we covered it a little bit on the uh, the All Dogs, All Dogs Go, Go to, to Heaven episode. But I mean, obviously, we need to mention it. Um, uh, Judith Barcy, who voiced Ducky, uh, she uh, she was murdered, I think, four months before this came out. Yeah. No, no. Before. Um, yes. Before this came out. Yeah. Um, so uh, you can look into it if you'd like to. Uh, it's very, really a sad story. Her yeah. uh, father was an alcoholic and... Clearly not mentally well. Yeah, and and kind of abusive to uh, uh, Judith and her mom. And when they finally left, when both Judith and her mom, Maria, finally like let, like we're like we're done. So essentially, like they they filed a divorce papers, yeah. and then he was like, "Okay, let me, like I will leave in the morning or whatever. Let yeah. me, like just I would like the night." Uh, just, with my child like he well well he called he called her the, the they were already dead manager. they were already dead yes at that point so essentially what like so judith apparently started like rapidly gaining weight and was like put like yes. exhibiting like really manic behavior like she was pulling out her own eyelashes and she saw a psychiat a child psychiatrist and basically the like and they like opened a like child welfare like endang- endangerment case and then the mother was just, uh, this was dropped eventually because the mother was like, I'm leaving my, I'm leaving my husband. Um, and so like they had like a second, like they had like a safe haven. They had a second apartment they had rented and they were going to move into that. And that was the night that uh, he came and shot them both. Yeah. And yeah, like the next Judith, day. Judith, I mean, if you can call it lucky, she, uh, it was in her sleep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure about mama. Uh, the yeah. mom. 
Um, and he just kind of was pacing around the house for, for like, like, a two, day. Like yeah, a day, a day or and two. a half. Then lit them on fucking fire. He poured gasoline on them and lit them on fire and then went down into the basement, like the parking garage unit, and killed himself. Yeah. Which is um, wild. Which, and, I mean, Judith, she she did a lot of work for being, you know, 10 years old yeah. uh, when she passed. Like, she was in uh, Jaws the Revenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said before, she was in All Dogs Go to Heaven. Um, she was, like, the, main, the, aside, the lead non-dog role in that movie. Yeah. I'm counting it. Uh, like, she, she had over 20... Uh, credits at the age of ten. Yeah, like is... she she was in. Uh, oh, she was actually in one of my favorite episodes of uh, the eighty eighties revival of the Twilight Zone. Oh, which uh, one? She a little piece in Quiet where the mom um, she uh, she yells everybody uh, like shut up and everybody freezes and then she says start talking and the world uh, goes back to normal and it's the whole it ends with. Her saying shut up because uh, the Russians launched a nuclear missile at the U.S. and it's about to hit her town. And hmm. she's kind of just trapped there. Um, uh, so that's a great episode. I wonder uh, where I can... F- I w- I'd love to rewatch the 80s. It, it was pretty good. I Does mean, it hold up? Um, I mean, I haven't watched it in a while. But I think even the worst revivals of the Twilight Zone, there's always like a couple either original episodes or remakes that are just like... They're still quality. Really good little gems. Yeah. Um... I haven't watched any new one with the, with what do you call it, hosting it? Um, uh, uh, Jordan uh, Peele? Jordan Peele. Yeah. I watched three episodes, I think. Uh, the only one that I really liked was the Not All Men episode. Did you see that one? No. So that one is like a meteor crashes uh, into this small town and uh, 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 infects the water supply and it just like makes the men who are exposed to it just kind of become carnal and crazy. Hmm. Huh. And it stars the girl that played Zoe on season one of American Horror Story. Oh, really? I can't think. Tessa something. Yeah, I can't think of her name either. But... Uh, which didn't love her that much on American Horror Story. Loved her in this. Really? Uh, and it's like the ending of the episode is kind of like looking to the camera and going, get it. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like really fun and suspenseful. Um, I'll watch it. I'll get around to it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, and I forget, one of the revivals was hosted by Forrest Whitaker. Really? Oh, he was the 2002 one. Oh, okay. Which, uh, that one didn't last that long, I don't think. Uh, but whatever. All that glitters, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, long story short, uh, yeah, Judith Barcy, um, this, was, this was obviously one of her more notable roles. Uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven would be her last role. Uh, that was uh, uh, released. Um, she also appeared in a clip show for Growing Pains in '92, but like her last new role was uh, yeah. 1989. Um, and on her uh, tombstone, I thought it was a little odd, um, but it has her her line in this movie: "Yep, yep, yep." Oh, it gets cute, but at the same time, like I. I I get it, but I, I, I wouldn't want that on mine. I'm actually going to put that on mine. Cool. Yeah. Okay. It's when I same. die, yep, yep, yep. It's cute. Um, and obviously watching this and knowing this, uh, it definitely puts a really weird uh, cloud over it. Oh, absolutely. I'm curious if her death is partly why Don Bluth and Spielberg were like, we're not going to do more. Because, I mean, they have completely new actors for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. 
to begin with. But I think most of the voice actors don't in, in this don't even work in the industry anymore. Like the dude in Littlefoot, had like he does real estate law now. Apparently, yeah, yeah. It, that's always been interesting to me. Like all these different uh, actors that I've been seeing in all these movies for the podcast that are just like, yeah, I had my fun and I'm doing my own thing. Like I think the guy that played. Uh, uh, whatever his name is in The Sandlot, the guy that says, you're killing me, Smalls. Mm-hmm. I think he's like a casting director now. Yeah. Uh, the guy that plays Chunk and Goonies, he also, I think, does real st- a lot of real estate agents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to, so I, I used to manage a horror movie convention called Monster Mania. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's one of the biggest ones on the East Coast. It's held in Cherry Hill. And we basically get like a lot of like, they're not child actors anymore, but a lot of like child actors having grown up um from like the horror movies that you watch when we were kids um and yeah a lot of them are definitely still not in it but then there's a lot who are like really holding on to it like yeah like i'm working on my one man play you know and it's just like i've got a lot of stuff in the pipeline and meanwhile like and there's other ones who are just like like the kid from um what is it i want to say halloween six the one with paul rudd in it oh you were already you already already lost lost. yeah. yeah the kid like he's now like a mormon like he's an adult, is not an hour, but he's a Mormon and like married, and like hasn't touched film at all. Like, and it's weird because like, it's these people who now go home and like and and do real estate law or like sell houses or like are teachers or professors now. They come to these horror movies and it's just like people are obsessing over a role they had thirty something years ago. And like, remember that time in the movie we did the thing, and then the other like people come, they almost have this like. Rain Man-esque quality about them where they're just so obsessed with this person and what they've done yeah. because of their their role in this one movie. And meanwhile, these people are like, oh yeah, I sell houses now. So it's just like such a... It's so different. Um, and it's I, like, I mean, if you can, you know, be a child actor and be like a relatively adjusted person as an adult, like yeah. good for you. And what's great is like they can come to these things and they'll make like five grand. And like just they'll pay... Everything's paid for. They come... They do a two-day weekend in beautiful Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and get Where to sit there pretty much and sit there for a couple hours a day, sign some stuff, take some pictures, and they make like five grand. Like, and that's like bottom rung. That's and so you're telling me that I should get into a B-grade horror franchise sequel. One hundred percent. Die. One hundred and ten percent. So yeah. I don't even need a sugar daddy. If no, I can you get... just need to be famous. Hmm. You just need to die. Well, luckily, I'm famous because of this podcast. Well, I can't wait till they cast you in the oh, next hell kid yeah. film. But yeah, they, um, like, we had, we had all the Stranger Things kids, and we had all the, like, It kids that were there, too. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, like, it actually, like, we, we had a couple really good people when I still did it. Like, it's, I was engaged before, so my ex-fiance works there, works for it, and I kind of, like... In the parting, I was like, you know what? You get to have the convention. Oh, that's um, good. <laughs> Aren't you? No, it is. I'm, wow, how big of me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Well, you know what? There's always the Philadelphia Keystone Comic Con. Oh, there's so many Comic Cons. And I worked... I there wor- are too many. Like, like, it's weird that there's, I think, two or three for this region. And, yeah. Like, that's... There's the Greater Oaks. There is the... Philly. There's Philly Comic Con. There's WonderCon. There's, like, touring ones, too. Like, there's a lot of them. It's... And, confusing and like i i've never been to one so i want to go but at the same time i'm like i don't know i maybe i should just save up and do the san diego one do it or new york do it do san diego new york honestly because well the thing is also understand like if you're going to do those purchase like if there's anyone you want to meet 
Yeah. You buy those passes in advance. You're going to pay a ton for them. And so if you really want to meet someone in particular, see if they're not going to be at San Diego. See if they're going to be at like a smaller con and try well, going to one of those I, and meet them there. Yeah, I do regret because last year, um, <clears throat> or even, I don't remember exactly when, but when, the last time the different Comic Cons were coming around, um, uh, Steve Whitmire and Carol Spinney, who are both uh, Muppet performers, they <sighs> were going to be there and they were doing meet and greets. And I, I, was, I nearly bought one, but for whatever reason, I just decided not to. And mm-hmm. I still regret that. I mean, they'll be back. Oh, yeah. They need money, too. Um, well, Carol's not doing great. He's yeah. a very old man. Oh, God. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I'll do Big Bird. Um, <laughs> okay. Thanks, buddy. Um, <laughs> I, um, we had a couple, like, we had, we had Val Kilmer, John Cusack, we had Carrie Fisher before she passed, which is really, wow. really cool. I asked her, my maid of honor, she said, I'll catch you, I'll catch the bouquet on Skype. I was like, okay, that sounds oh, that's fun. Sweet. It was really sweet of her. Yeah. I've always heard that the Carrie Fisher was, was always, like, a very, like, nice and fun she, fan person. I was, like, we, on those weekends we run, we would run, like, I didn't. We were running on the chickens with our head cut off. Like we were getting shut down the fire marshal. Like I, like we were because we were so many people in one sure. in one place. And so we we like there was a lot putting out a lot of fires. All of a sudden, I see people walking around the convention. Their faces covered in glitter, and it's just like a horror movie convention. So like these like these metal dudes, but also they're like and like like punk guys and like people in all black walking in. But like also their faces are covered in glitter, and they have like upside on crosses on their forehead in glitter. I was like, where the fuck's all this glitter coming from? Apparently, Carrie Fisher was taking handfuls of glitter and slapping people across the face with it. And I was like, a fucking course she was. Wait, what horror franchise was Carrie Fisher in? Uh, um, Star Wars. Oh, that, oh, okay. That's close enough. That was enough. Like, if we were offered Carrie Fisher, we weren't going to say no, no, no. No, that's fair enough. I was trying to think, like, I don't know, she was just, like, a weird minor mm-hmm. character and something. She might have been, but, I mean, just the fact that... Essentially, if you like horror movies, you those those lines blur very much. And I mean, how many people don't like Star Wars at this point? That like it yeah. wouldn't be a good idea to get them. That was right before. That this had to be like four or five years ago. So this was like before, or probably six years ago, before they even released any of the um, any of the newer ones. So uh-huh. we were still filming, huh. which is wild. Um, well, uh, I mean, I, do you? Because ha- we kind of got a little bit off I'm track. Sorry. But, I mean, no, no, no. But they're they're. I mean, there isn't a whole lot to say about uh, the land before time. That, like, there's it's it's a very straightforward story. Not a lot happens. There's and- no like moral of the story aside from like friends can work together despite ra- your racist parents. Like, yeah, yeah, or or like you know, just we'll all get there. It's just basically, I don't think I think there's. It is a good way to just waste sixty nine minutes when you're a kid. Nice. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Uh, but do you have any uh, uh, final thoughts before we go into rating this? No. Um, I told you before we started, when I was in high school, I took a really big hot take and I was like, I'm going to start a hip hop group and I'm going to be called, uh, I'm calling myself Littlefoot. And basically, they, like I wasn't I wasn't into like hip hop or anything. I was this little shitty punk kid, but I thought it'd be super funny. And I wrote lyrics to a, to a, um, I guess a land before time, like I wrote a couple land before time bars. Yeah, of course. You They're can. not good. And I have them. Would you like to hear them? I mean, how could I say no? Okay. So I'm just going to read them and not, not rap them because I can't rap. <clears throat> I smoke the dopest tree stars higher than a pterodactyl running down these sharp tooth 
T-Rex bitches full of shrapnel. Rolling deep with Spike and Pete, headed to that great valley. Ducky Sarah, hold it down. Dino pussy, hot as Cali. Jesus Christ. And that's it. Hot fire. Thank you. Yeah, good, great job. So what I'm saying is uh, this is me dropping my mixtape. Yeah, uh, oh, you I heard it play. here first. Uh, this is a very specific thing that we're doing now. I, if you can go ahead and just edit some air horns in. Uh, I might do that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. Like I, I think I might have fallen asleep. That's like, fine. <laughs> Honestly, visual, this movie is visually like this is just a very beautiful visual movie and aside from that like i hate looking back on it like because it it like nostalgia purposes i loved it and it was just like i like i teared up when like littlefoot's mom died because i remember that when i was a kid sure um and like just it, but and like seeing him chase his own shadow thinking it was his mom like there's things that like, definitely got to me but um i would genuinely say like it's doesn't have a ton of substance it's it's a kid's film for sure but visually like really nice artistically yeah yeah i i i think i'd agree with that so uh now is the part where we do have to rate it so uh you can be as minute as possible or as you would like uh and so we rate everything from zero to five uh okay it's okay like as a whole yeah yeah, I used to have categories, but then that took so long. I know. And it was no fun to listen to. What so, would you give it? Well, that's uh, that's my little secret. Okay, you, you... Ooh. Yeah, making you <sighs> say it first. I mean, st- me personally, I'm, I'm going to factor nostalgia, how pretty it is, the song. Um, and honestly, like, I, I mean, I guess I'll give it like a... Like a three. I'd give it a three. Okay. Um, I'm like in the same uh, general ballpark as you. Uh, I'm giving this a 2.3. Oh, you can do... Oh, you can... All right. Yeah, then I, if that's the case, if we can do like yeah, half... Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it a 2.5 if that's the case. Because yeah. I didn't want to give it a full three. Um, but yeah, I'll give it a 2.5. That works. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that's not an insane like out of left field thing to say hey everybody this is ross from the future so i was editing this episode and i realized that um i forgot to give the uh uh collective score of the land before time so as you heard uh, our lovely guest gave uh the land before time a 2.5 and i gave it a 2.3 so that uh averages it out to 2.4 which makes the land before time in our rankings uh a little bit lower than an american tale which is interesting another don bluth movie and a little bit higher a little bit better than shark tale which uh that's sad but anyway back to the episode to finish it up did it win awards i mean are any i mean i don't know if it did so uh at least this one it uh it lost twice uh it wasn't nominated at like for an oscar or anything it was nominated for a saturn award and a different award i just closed the page so i don't have it offhand that's but, fine i mean it's not an oscar I but don't it, care. yeah but it lost to beetlejuice and oh, wow. uh what's the other one the other one and uh who framed roger rabbit uh just understandable yeah absolutely uh, please um that was my impression oh, uh that was good thank you what um how on on this podcast like what is your cutoff for a kid's movie? Um, we are very loose with it. Cause okay. <laughs> I, I've, I've kind of amended it 
to be a definition of just like, oh, anything that, uh, uh, like, you know, you watched as a kid. Because we talked about uh, Blues Brothers on an episode. Oh, man. It's not traditionally a kid's movie. But, no. I mean, if it if somebody watched that all the time and it was part of their tradition, then uh, we got we to gotta include it. I watched Stand By Me way too young. So did I. I watched that a lot. It's I like it, though. It's, it's great. Good. It is. Like, I remember one time my babysitter was watching me. And in the movie, the kid goes, it should have been me. Meaning, it, I should be one that died. Instead of his brother. Well, his older yeah. brother dies, and he said, it should have been me in, pa- in comparison. I returned to my baby's room going, it should have been me. She's like, don't say that! I um, I was just always grow- grossed out by the Lardass vomit Oh my scene. god, it was so good. But that was... That, it was the worst, I, it was the worst scene, but the best scene. I'm really... I'm not like a big gross out person. Me like, We had the grossology books when I was a kid. Oh no. But uh, I did not like those at all. No. Oh, it was... Oh, I mean, that was another way that I wasn't like traditionally like... Uh, boy and masculine stuff growing up like I tried to oh my god this is a very vivid memory I just remembered uh this isn't repressed don't worry about it um (laughs) I remember I was like trying to be like yeah I'm a boy like I like uh, gross stuff and we were visiting my grandfather in the hospital or a nursing home whatever and he's about to get a big shot and I was like and (laughs) the nurse was like do you guys want to step outside and so everybody stepped outside and was like no I'll stay it's cool and I, I saw her inject this giant needle, uh, I think into probably his pancreas or something, because uh, he had diabetes. Me too. Whoa, high five. Thanks. Uh, me and your grandpa have so much in common. <laughs> we both love you so much. We're just so proud of you. And you're both and we, dead? <laughs> um, uh, inside. Oh, cool. And I remember see, uh, seeing the needle go in, and him just kind of, not even like, go like, ah, he was just kind of like, ooh, like mm-hmm. a, a pressure. And I broke down and I ran outside. Jesus. And my parents had to console me because the needle was so big. Jesus. Wow. But I'm okay. Um, Great note to end on. Yeah, wow. Anyway, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for coming. This was out. fun. Uh, so this is coming out uh, this Monday. Is there anything that you would like to plug or promote? Um, uh, Daddy Issues Improv. We are a improv team comprised of people that are kind of funny. Um, aside from that, I don't have anything personally that I'm trying to plug right now. Um, come to my, I manage a bar in Fishtown. It's called Current Brew and Brew. Oh. It's a cidery that makes mostly dry ciders. Come visit me. That sounds great. Come drink. Yeah, maybe we'll do a, we'll do a live kit place where there's something. You can. We have a whole place. We have a whole facility you could do it in. Interesting. We'll talk Uh, after the podcast. Uh, And, uh, uh, I have nothing to plug, but I, as always, uh, you can find us wherever you get your podcast. Please rate and review us on iTunes because it helps us out a lot. But that is all for today. We will hear you next week. And because uh, I, I guess it's Pride Month, we should make the ending a little big air. So, uh, uh, go, go, gadget, and show, Henny. Does that work? Is that gay? I don't know. I feel like saying Henny is kind of gay. Oh, Henny. Yeah. Henny. Yeah, yeah go, go, gadget, fine. and show, Henny. Yes, queen. Oh, fuck me. <laughs>